हु आर यू स्ट्रिप्ट ऑफ हु यू थिंक यू शुड बी एका चतुर्वेदी बैनर्जी यूजेज एंशंट विस्टम एंड मिथोलॉजी टू हेल्प बिजनेस एंड इंडिविजुअल्स फाइन डीपर मीनिंग इन दर वर्क वी स्पोक टू हर अबाउट हाउ दीज एज ओल्ड लेसन कैन हेल्प अस बिल्ड हेल्थियर एंड हैपियर वर्क प्लेसेज टूडे I've been in the corporate world for almost uh, more than about uh, two decades now. Um, I realized that my work life and my personal life were always very, very conflicted. Um, I so often wonder why, and that's when I realized that everything that had been taught to me as being sacred, as being good, in the years that I was growing up, you know. So uh, we were taught to share, we were taught to collaborate. Suddenly, the rules became all topsy-turvy in, in in the corporate world. So, greed is good, competition is better, dog eat dog. It's about who ends up first, and therefore, naturally, there was to be a conflict within myself. Um, so, therefore, we realized that that the only way to resolve the conflict, the corporate workplaces are what they are. The only thing that you can realize, recognize, or reconcile within your own self is aligning yourself to it. The conflict can only only be resolved from within you. Now the fact is that if I have to resolve any conflict within you, Danish, um, or at the workplace, then I really need to know who you are. Even if I have to help you become the best version of yourself, whether it's at the work or it's in your family context, we need to know who you really are. And who you are has to be a person who's stripped off everything that you think you are. or everything that you think you should be or everything that's a part of your education or the part of the scripts that we play in our workplaces and every time we start peeling these layers what's left inside of you is really who you be who you are and we found that ancient wisdom uh, our mythology our our rituals our symbols our stories they are actually the most tangible unit of who we really are as as individuals as families as peoples as societies as civilizations as nations who we really are is what our mythology is what our value belief systems are so that's one reason why why we work with ancient wisdom you know the other one is is actually far more cognitive than that which is the fact that all the laws or the rules of corporate existence are 60 years old 100 years old and there are these classically western binary frameworks you know 2 by 2 grids and 3 by 3 uh, supply chains and and value chains that that we've been taught in our um, mba structures but if you look at the societies we're working in um, the fact is that we are applying these 2 by 2 grids and linear frameworks to very plural societies we are applying 60 and 100 year old frameworks to 5000 year old civilizations and so naturally there is bound to be a conflict which is the other reason that we were, that we work with ancient wisdom because we believe that for a civilization that has been in existence for at least 5000 years of documented history and possibly at least 12000 years of undocumented history we believe that a civilization that has that has continued for this long unbroken and has survived and thrived they must have cracked some survival hacks right so that's why ancient wisdom uh, the first being about the fact that uh, that there are survival hacks that exist in this long civilization and learnings that can be applied and the second being that if i have to help you become the best 
the healthiest, the wealthiest, the wisest, the most resonant version of yourself. I need to know who you are. Stripped of what you think you should be and stripped of the scripts you lead. And therefore, we go back to ancient wisdom because that is your blood memory. That is your DNA. That is your civilizational memory that resides deep within you. And so ancient wisdom. So you're talking about if I have to become the best of me, I need to you know, keep these things in mind. But on the contrary, the kind of workplace which we work in, there is always, when it comes to hiring, you know, there is always this who is better than the other one. Uh, it comes to your KPIs, your KRAs, again, the same thing. There's always this, and on one hand, you're talking about collaboration, but on the other hand, there's this other sea of conflict. How will ancient wisdom and the knowledge which you talk of make it easy? And it's a streamlined situation for <laughs> so, so again a very very good question Danish and I've always found in all my work with with senior corporate leaders and with organizations that we work with so we do a lot of work in organization transformation which is you know culture culture and values cascades purpose vision mission alignment we find that an organization so, so at two levels right your question was about the organization and it was about the individual Mm-hmm. So we find that when when we work with organizations, organizations that are true to their purpose, organizations that are true to their DNA, organizations that are true to the country they live in, they actually tend to outperform any other organization or their competitive landscape. And I'll give you a very simple example, right? So we we've we've all heard about Unilever. When mm-hmm. Paul Portman had taken over Unilever about seven, eight, ten years ago. And um, he had actually uh, declared, and, and Unilever was a very powerful uh, corporation to be able to do that and was, was has, has always been a very great favorite of uh, investors and analysts in the stock market. And Paul Polman came in and said, you know what, I'm here to build out a 10-year company. I'm here to build a company that is able to transcend the next 10 years and become a sustainable company with purpose so we will follow purposeful leadership but it's going to take me time to implement this so i will not uh, worry with short-term results and he actually refused to have investor and analyst analyst conversations now imagine if a unilever can beat the the context and the immediate um, environment of competition of doggy dog of who comes first then it should be possible for organizations to transcend this. And if you look at any leading organization, whether it's IKEA, whether it's Shell, whether it's Levers, whether and, and these are companies that have that that have lasted. These are sustainable, long companies, right? So at the organize this is as true. So this whole thing about being true to your purpose, to your own self, finding your own best self is as true for organizations as it is with people. Now coming to people, and, and you're absolutely right, Danish, we've all heard about this whole space of VUCA, so this whole environment of volatility and uncertainty mm-hmm. and complexity and ambiguity. And this has mm-hmm. been a trading term for the last 5, 6, 10 years. Essentially, VUCA describes basically the conflict that happens between us and the organization between me and you it's a question of me versus you and us versus them right and that is what we very fancily called VUCA now the fact is that the, that the last two years of the pandemic um, have actually dissolved or brought into climax this whole VUCA space there has never been an environment more volatile more ambiguous more complex and more uncertain than the last two years 
and the learnings that have emerged because everything that we had learned you know these rules that you're talking about the rules of competition the rules of who comes first the rule of uh, you know resource myopia of saying let me gather more than the other person let me breast the tape first these are all rules that have actually collapsed over the last two years um and and so spectacularly collapsed that we've had a lot of leaders reach out to us um actually saying what are my questions everything that i had learned which was taught to me as as business wisdom seems to have suddenly collapsed so this perhaps is a great time therefore for us to actually go back and embrace our own best selves the organizations will find their footing but the fact is organizations are just collections of individuals if each of us in our own self are able to become our best self the organization will take care of itself and and that is where i find uh, a lot of organizations putting their focus on right now because if you look at leadership across organizations uh, danish you find that leaders are always the very best the leaders there not because the leaders in competition and i'm going to take an example not from the corporate world because there we tend to get very personal about it but let's look at sports let's look at music you know when you see an ar rahman performing he's performing just for the joy of music he is performing for his own passion he's not in competition with anyone else or when you see a roger federer playing tennis it's it's like god it's like poetry in motion he's not you know more often than not you don't even know who federer is playing against because it's just about him and him at his personal best and the same thing applies to corporate organizations and when you look at the best uh, leaders right whether you look at steve jobs uh, or you look at jack welch or you look at at g and you look at edison and you realize that they've all been working only upon themselves and that's what really helps both an individual and an organization see the moment you are working only upon yourself there is no counterparty now so then there's no conflict either that happens but no, if but there's what, any part yeah. of you if there's mm-hmm. any part of you that or any part of your energy that is actually spent in beating someone else then that energy is not working for you hmm. right? so you 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 were mentioning of you've mentioned quite a few of the blue chip companies right but there's on one hand you have the blue chip companies and on the other hand you have family owned businesses mm. right mm. so it's it, it's a very tricky situation something which has been there for such a long time the blue chip company and a family owned business which is also for a very long time mm. but this the issues at both the organizations are very different the okay. top person from a family owned business wants to say that you know i am the person who is going to decide it's a from the top the decision will be taken taken and everyone has to follow but on the other hand let's say uh, the decision is taken by the masses and say okay, look and then the leader will decide what should we do excellent uh, so let's right? look at let's yeah. look at danish to resolve this let's look at um, some of the, the one of the best um, family owned business which has been the most sustainable one in india let's look at the tatas right so whether it's the tatas or it is unilever the reason that the tatas have been able to succeed sustain and scale over the last uh, over almost two centuries of existence has been because they allow so there's an organizational purpose that they live with which is trust there's an organization you, you remember when we were children nanish there used to be this ad by tata steel it was it was jumshedpur uh, ad and it used to be almost a, a minute and a half long uh, audio visual 
and uh, at the end of that so there were shots of jamshedpur tata steel their employees the welfare schemes etc and in the end they would say ispat bhi hum banate hain we also make steel right because everything that underlines and that's why i'm talking about the concept of purpose that organizations that lead with purpose it doesn't matter what their ownership is it doesn't matter what their structure is but organizations that lead with purpose lead with sustainability lead with success and lead with scale with scale then it's a question of how individual purposes are aligned with that organizational mm. purpose that's mm. so when you look at ikea or you look at the tatas they lead with purpose at the organization oh, yeah that that that's a good word to keep in mind purpose uh, eka tell me something is there a framework which individuals and organizations can have in mind when they're uh, deciding that what we need to do going forward in i mean in specifically in this year and second part there's a lot of hiring which is also going on right okay. in a situation like that how do you talk to your peers when you're not physically with each other mm. keeping mm. your ancient wisdom so it's interesting you say that i'm actually going to break that uh, break uh, break this down even your questions into into two parts at my end as well so the first one is how do you work upon yourself right so while uh, like you rightly said purpose is a very lofty word um individual purpose is an even loftier word right organizations have have had time have had depth have had skill to figure out what their purpose is uh, at our individual levels our purposes are not that easily identified you know so all of us have have jobs to do we have mouths to feed we have school kids to send to school we have houses to run and that's where we to sort of lose ourselves in the everyday so i have personally found it very very useful and this is derived from the concept of the kshetra in in mahabharat kshetra again like like a lot of sanskrit words it doesn't have a direct translation but the closest i can get to it is my span and i find it very useful to look at the world at the stage of three kshetras the first one is me so just my area of control just me in the context of myself working on just self work so whether it's my physical self whether it's my intellectual self whether it's my emotional self whether it's my spiritual self keeping myself like i said healthy wealthy wise and spiritually aligned and that will help me find my purpose so the first that's that's our first area of coverage the second area of coverage is mine so what's mine what's mine in my personal context is my friends and family what's mine in the organizational context is typically my teams uh, and my peers my immediate peers so this is my first degree of separation what am i mm-hmm. doing them on a daily basis what is my contribution why should i be there what do i need to do who do i need to look after while recognizing that unless i am healthy in body mind intellectual soul i will not be able to do anything for mine either but once i've taken charge of myself then i take charge of mine and help them and then at the third level is what we call mankind mankind in my personal context is my larger family my community my tribe in the professional context context it is my organization it is my industry but i found it very useful if we can just you know have that objectivity of distilling our spans that this i do for myself you know so so and and i'll i'll give you a very uh, small example of how it comes alive right sometimes when when i'm a team leader 
I might get very upset that my team has not delivered. Some member of my team has not delivered on a particular task, and I take it very personally. And I get very angry, and I get very agitated. I am actually getting angry or agitated because I have I'm feeling a sense of helplessness and lack of control. If I could do it myself, I would do it myself. Or when your child doesn't do your do do their homework, or when you know when they're unwell or haven't brushed their teeth, little things like that. The reason that makes us angry is because we come from a state of helplessness. So distinguishing that what could I have done, what do I need to do, what is within my area of control, and then figuring out how can I help the mind, and then figuring out therefore what's the organizational impact. That comes at the third level. So I found this useful the, the framework of me, mine, and mankind very very useful. in helping us resolve conflicts and walk the way forward of the three the most critical by far is the me and at me uh, one of the practices that i followed and a framework that i followed is on every day basis i end the day figuring out what is it that i have done for myself today how have i gone to bed better today than i was yesterday and how have i engaged with my own self at the body at the emotion or the mind at the intellect and at the spiritual level and you know it doesn't need to be a lot of uh, it doesn't need to be something very fancy or very complex at the body level i could have just you know today eaten fresh food and not eaten processed food or i could have just gone out and exercised or done yoga whatever it is it is what i have done for myself what have i done for myself emotionally have i found time to uh, spend uh, with with my family have i laughed today have i called up somebody who really means a lot to me and had a conversation with them today so how have i nourished myself emotionally today uh, the third level is of course the intellectual level the intellectual level is very simple what have i read what have i consumed what have i learned today mm. Um, mm. how have i grown in my in my knowledge in my curiosity today and mm. the fourth is spiritual which i like like i said sounds uh, big and fancy but it's actually as simple as have i spent 20 minutes in silence yeah yeah i think have that I that's spent- a Have so, I have I been grateful to those that are around? Yes, yes. I think on that note, let me just remind uh, all all our listeners. Remember the three M's which we've spoken of, which Eka is talking of. And on that note, Eka, thank you very much for being part of the TUSB conversation starters. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danish Danish, for inviting me, and I do look forward to working with far more many people and organizations, helping them find their best self and their resonance. We bring you perspectives from our top wellness experts all May long for Mental Health Awareness Month. So stay tuned. It's great time to invite these experts to your organization to bring focus on your employees' mental health and wellness. Talk to our team to learn more.